Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that that point up because... Todd's a pussy. We got to start putting our guests on at like 8 so that people actually watch the rest of the show. Dan talked about killing babies. Todd and I talked about making babies. There's a big difference. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. I'm a below-average teacher. I'm a dumbass, and I'm sorry. <laughs> the first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Ah, uh, yes, and welcome to Lombardi's Bar. If you have noticed, we have thrown away that old bartender who did nothing but be a surly asshole and give you heady and flat beer. My name is Ebo. I am guest hosting for Dan for Lombardi's Bar today, and I'm just cutting my teeth. Please tip me well, and you'll be okay. But first, before I introduce my fellow drunkards, or I should say my patrons, the goal here, the Lombardi's Bar, I should say, brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal of Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Visit Artec Ventures, R-T-E-C Ventures.com for more info. Again. My name is Ebo, your bartender for the day, and let's bring in our drunkards. Well, one sometimes, one just an asshole. Todd Varney and Jimmy Christensen. Hello, my friends. How are we doing today? I just uh, like that you call Todd an asshole, so I'm doing great. I thought he was talking about you. No. God, no. If it's between me and you and someone says asshole, it's immediately I assume you. I forget I'm getting tips here, so you guys are both good in my book for the time being. What's up, Todd? What's good, dude? Thanks for having me. Jimmy, thanks for having me. What's happening? Yeah, glad you could fill in tonight, man. Uh, thankfully, Dan always leaves the back door unlocked so we can still sneak in and open the joint up. Um, but Hey, to quote Jim Morrison, I am a backdoor man, if you catch my drift. Hello. <laughs> Starting off hot. Oh, yes. Uh, awesome intro, by the way. I had not uh, heard, seen the new intro. I love me calling you a pussy Todd in it. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I we're uh let's see, less than three minutes into the show, I've been called an asshole and a pussy. So uh, we're right on track, honestly, par for the course at this yeah. point. All right. So boys, I wanted to get the drink special, the drink of the night here at Lombardi's bar. It's singing in the rain. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take a tall draft beer and then you're gonna pour it directly onto your head. Because if I remember correctly. When I saw on social media, Todd Varney over here, uh, not only was he with an attractive female, which is not par for his course, yeah, but I saw, I, I, saw, I saw a lot of rain coming down, Todd. I think that's the singing in the rain. Absolutely. Uh, it was wet. I've never been so happy to have a small little piece of packaged up plastic in my pocket uh, to put on for protection because it was Jimmy. incredible. Jimmy, I hope you made a note right there. You can totally cut going, I have a small <laughs> little piece. Yeah, producer Nick's on it. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. It's going to get real. It's going to get real weird in this one. Uh, so, Jimmy, I haven't talked to you. Uh, I've talked to Todd, unfortunately, uh, more than I've talked to you. What's going on with you, brother? What's new? Uh, nothing, man. Just working. Then I had to come home every night and, for some reason, talk to Todd. And then uh, <laughs> literally every night we're doing something. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we all we record together. So, it's pretty much go home, see my wife and Todd, and then go to sleep. So, Todd, you were at the game, obviously, and you had said something to me about celebrating some kind of weekend party. I totally blew you off, but for good reason. My wife, who I think it's a running joke now on this show, every time I do something, she gets injured. Last time I had to go to the emergency room with her because she slashed her knee. This time she tore her ACL and her meniscus. So <laughs> she just got out of surgery on Monday. She's literally on the couch. Uh, so I think there's the running joke for you. But, Todd, that's why I blew off your the weekend party. Can you guys tell me more about said party? Todd, take uh, it yeah. your birthday. <clears throat> yeah, it was my birthday party, um, which, I don't know, they tried to say it was some game on Wisconsin. No. It was, that's not what it was at all. It was 100% my birthday at the Green Bay Distillery. Pretty solid turnout. 
uh, Jimmy, Dan, Nick, and I were all finally able to meet in person, though we managed to not get a picture of the four of us, um, <laughs> which was incredible. And Nick and just kept working the whole time. That's my favorite Jimmy, part. Yeah, it, that was pretty fantastic. Was we had a party to just hang out, relax, and celebrate, and Nick still had to work the entire time <laughs> uh, producing stuff. And Jimmy, as again, per usual, didn't have a full shirt on. Oh, well, he is very ripped. I've seen pictures no. of him. He's got he's got some nice biceps on him, and he's got tattoos to show off. Well, so no. do you, though, Todd. Yeah. Just yeah. like your wife. I had, I had ACL surgery in June, so I haven't really done any physical activity for like three months. So my body is not very in shape right now. All right, I'm on day two of this nonsense. Like, what, what else do I have to expect here? I've been cooking. I've been cleaning. I've been doing everything what else what else do I, what else is, do i need to expect here uh at some point i got so lazy and did not feel like getting off the couch mainly because didn't like hobbling on a leg was obviously high on oxy so i ended up just peeing in a bucket next to the couch so if you want to just give a bucket to your wife she can just you know do a quick squat you can dump it todd yeah, that had, sounds like nightly for you yeah i had <laughs> uh gatorade bottles when i had my acl and meniscus done and whenever somebody would stop by to visit me, I would make sure before they left, they dumped my piss bottle and brought it back to me. <laughs> Am I the only one here who's never torn an ACL or a meniscus? So get to it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go fall down the stairs real quick, dude. I mean, I got a, I got some stairs. I mean, I could do that. So, yeah. Todd, you were you were in attendance at the game, and the drink special of the night, obviously, is singing in the rain. You take that tall draft beer and you dump it on your head. Is that essentially what it was like? They're, what, the third, fourth quarter at Lambeau? It for a while it was like I'm gonna rain a little bit and then I'm gonna stop and then a little bit and it finally got to the point where I was like okay I'm gonna put my poncho on and then once I put my poncho on it stopped raining for like ten minutes and I was like okay and then I made the mistake of telling the people around me like hey it's not raining because I put the poncho on I'm not gonna take it off so that it, you know we don't get wet and then it just started downpouring so I opened my dumb mouth uh, and then it rained the rest of the night. The uh, MBS on the show yesterday said he felt like it was only raining when the Packers were on offense. Is he accurate in that, or is he just not true at all? Uh, I feel like we got a fumble right away from them when it was raining. Yeah. Um, when Goff, I think he mishandled a snap, wasn't it? Uh, I think we got that one. Mm-hmm. And it was Spe- raining at that point. Speaking of fumbling, Todd, so uh, while looking at your, I think it was my maybe your Instagram or something, you were with a very um, good-looking female. Did you fumble the opportunity to weigh, or like, uh, what's what's the story there? Uh, yeah, after the game, uh, I I dropped her off to meet her husband. Oh. Um, so yeah, no. <laughs> if there was an opportunity, I guarantee I would have fumbled it. Um, but nope, still, still uh, batting over. Ladies DMs are still open. Uh, so <laughs> at the Todd B, go ahead and find me there. Has that worked yet? Because every uh, show we do, you say DMs are open. Yeah, it has, Jimmy. Uh, I've got Ebos in there all the time. Uh, yep. <laughs> you're forgetting about Sophia, the catfish oh, from, yeah. from Texas. Yeah. I haven't talked Counts. to her in a while, but she hit me up again today. So on WhatsApp or on Twitter? Yeah, WhatsApp. Yep. Yeah. Well, we started on Twitter, but then her Twitter account got deleted. Yeah, naturally. So, Yeah. <laughs> what like first of all you you use whatsapp uh yeah that's usually how i can tell i'm getting catfish they either want to go to snapchat right away or they want to go to whatsapp right away and todd I've, does it no, i've never saying, even I, used whatsapp i feel like that's where you get like a good drug dealer from you yeah. could probably yeah oh did i just give away something all right boys so todd you're in attendance of the game uh jimmy what did you do for the game brother what did you start thinking when you saw you know the lions effing like go down the field and score like i'm like shitting myself what did you what did what did jimmy feel well my monday night for the game was absolute bullshit i had to go pick up my wife from the airport in chicago so i had i tried to have it on the radio and then she coming back from an acl surgery yeah yeah she flew out of out of country get stem cells you know we're really we're really (laughs) advanced here uh, so I picked her up from Chicago. We're driving back and I had to do a grad school class. So I had my one phone holding up in zoom. And then I took Dez's phone and held it to the side to try to have the game on. And so I really, I barely caught as like, as much as I wanted to. I just, and then I had to drive. So I also put it on top of my steering wheel, not really caring. I had my wife and two kids in the car, which I shouldn't <laughs> brag about. Um, but yeah, I did not get to see as much as I wanted. 
But when I was saw it and I saw the lines just were going down in ease, like it just seemed like we could not do anything. They would just easily go down the field on us. It was absolute bullshit. I somehow am starting to begin to miss Mike Pettin, and I don't know how to feel about Joe Barry besides very disappointed. Uh, Joe Barry's uh, Joe Barry had no berries on display in the first half. So Todd, you're sitting in there in Lambeau Field. What's going through besides? you know, thinking that marriage might just be a word for whoever I'm with or the football game. Like what is Todd, what is Todd thinking as the lines are marching on scoring? Uh, I was trying to figure out how loud I had to yell to actually get someone's attention about Joe Barry, probably not being the guy for the job at this point. Um, once again, we're just sitting in that soft zone, not, blitzing anybody not doing anything just like yeah it's almost like we're just in prevent defense waiting for them to stop themselves which the first stop we had they actually did stop themselves i believe they got like 15 or 20 yards worth of penalties and backed themselves up and then promptly on like first and 20 or first and 25 uh gained like 11 or 12 yards but then we were able to hold them the next couple of downs and they punted, and we did nothing with it. So it was – I mean, we got to stop after they stopped themselves. That was nice. All right, so, boys, I'm watching it unfold, right? And I'm seeing Jared Goff, who I always thought was, like, kind of a clown despite going to Super Bowl. Jared Goff, not a clown. That's kind of offensive to Jared Goff. A guy that just – when I look at him, I think Malibu's most wanted. You guys – Yeah, yeah. I, yep, I get you. Yeah. I think he actually was dressed up as uh, Jamie Kennedy and Malibu's most wanted in for Halloween. I think that I forever am tied that with Jared Goff. But then I look at what the Lions are doing, and in the halftime, they're leading the fucking – can I say that? They're yeah. leading the effing game. I am the bartender here. They're leave, They're leading the fucking game, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this Zen BS from Aaron Rodgers and all this? I need to go find my chi and have my yin and my yang aligned. I'm like, is this really going to come back and bite them in the ass? I'm thinking at halftime, it's like doomsday. Doomsday. What are you guys thinking? Honestly, there's part of me. I saw a thing on Twitter that a guy put like a $25 bet for this whole parlay. Like he had a 16-game parlay, and it all came down to the Lions being the Packers. And when I saw them kind of get out to that lead, I was like, whatever, fuck it. At least this guy can win $725,000. You know, if we have to lose in order for that to happen, whatever. I was so – I started – just straight doomsday prep. I was like, you know what? Our season's over, but at least that guy got 700,000. I'm a good yeah. fan, obviously. <clears throat> get out of here, cotton. Oh, yeah, get out of here. Don't you? Aren't, aren't you, you on like, your honeymoon? Did you get fired or something? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah there you go. We got to change Damn. the locks. That's See you, Daniel. Sure. <laughs> Todd, you're there in attendance. Are you like shaking your man boobies out there trying to like distract Jared Goff? Like, what's going on? Uh, I had confidence still at that point that the Packers were going to pull it out. I was thinking back to last year when we played them and they jumped out to like a 14, nothing lead or, or might even been more than that. And then we came back and reeled off a bunch of points and beat them. So I, I wasn't super concerned. Um, I had a feeling that something on defense was going to have to change. And thankfully it did. So what changed was what I think Matt LaFleur literally going to Joe Barry to say, Hey, Dude, change it up. That's what happened, right? Like it's like, yeah. okay, at least the head coach that oversees the team, whatever. Uh, there was a point though at halftime, like I had to talk myself off the ledge because Matt LaFleur's speaking of him, Matt LaFleur's first year as head coach for the Packers, the Lions led the entire game. I think it was both games. The yeah. Packers never led a single second, yet still won both games. So I'm thinking to myself, there's a little sliver of hope, I guess, just on that alone. So I had to ease myself down. But then the second half comes out, and Aaron Rodgers, more specifically Aaron Jones, just started dragging his big hog around. Todd, Todd, Aaron Jones in person. What was it like? He's incredible. Uh, I mentioned it to to Jimmy and Aaron last night on, on Brandon Off Topic. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. You can follow us at on Brand Off Topic on Twitter. Um, but given how he ended last year at Lambeau, uh, the NFC championship game obviously had a fumble, yeah. have two fumbles, Jimmy, um, you know, not a great outing. And a lot of people thought that might've been his last game with the Packers to see him come back out first game at Lambeau this year and, and have four touchdowns and just go nuts. It was great. And then Aaron started making 
some typical Aaron throws. That one to Devante uh, down the, the sideline was fantastic. And then followed that up with a throw through a window about the size of a tight butthole to uh, Tunyon <laughs> for six was like, he wasn't open and no point no. was he open. And it was just nice to see Rogers go. Yeah, I, I can, I can get it through there. I can do it. That's you only because it's the Zen. Only because yeah. it's Zen. Yeah. Well, you, you have to be Zen and relax in order to fit it in that tight butthole. Right, Todd? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to yeah. relax. <clears throat> yeah. If you're, if your blood pressure's up, you're not going to get it in a, a butthole that tight. No. And the good thing it was raining. You got a little lubrication. Just kind of fit it right in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's just shaking his head. All right. So boys, like one of the big stories of the game, obviously, before we get to buying around here, one of the big stories in the game was uh, Aaron Jones. It was the first, how about this transition? I feel bad for doing this transition from where we just were to where we're going now. But Aaron Jones, for the first time in Lambeau Field without his father, and he's got the necklace on. And as he's out, you know, just dominating the game, getting into the end zone, or as Nathaniel Hackett calls it, the gold zone. It's uh, You see that necklace he has, right? He's showing off the necklace as his father's ashes. He loses it. They found it the like at like 2 o'clock in the morning at Lambeau. I had yeah. visions of people, you know, like the beachcombers who's got the metal detectors. Yeah, they're like in the they're like in the speedo, the thong bikini. They're like look like a tan leather couch. Like I imagine a bunch of guys and girls, but like true Wisconsinites who are just probably like eighty pounds overweight, so. paler than paler than I am. You know, they got like <laughs> like the Karen haircut, just out there scanning and combing for <laughs> the necklace of Aaron Jones. What a what a crazy story for him, right? Well, and the That's worst insane. is, I mean, that storm that blew through, like it was just raining and it, it not really even raining really hard during the game. Once the game was over, I mean, it was a straight downpour. There was wind, there was lightning. It, it was a like full on storm and people were out there in that looking for it. Like at that point, I would love to work for the Packers. But I don't know if you can Todd easily. Here's the thing. When it snows a lot, you can go shovel for free. Hmm. I'm good. Is I'm good. <laughs> is that technically work? Is like, is that working though? If it's free, I think they pay you like ten bucks an hour, don't they? Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think it is ten bucks an hour. Yeah, child labor Maybe. laws. Child labor laws. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say, I would Joe's got a good point here with this one. Kylan Hill uh, was nice to finally see a returner do something. Uh, the punt oh. return, punt return still left a little to be desired, but. Um, I think that was like the first time in 10 years that someone got like more than 40 yards or 30 yards. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a long ass, probably since Randall Cobb made, had that punt return for a touchdown. I feel like Randall Cobb, anything. Were you guys wondering like when the hell he was going to show up? Cause the game before it was only Jordan love that found him like GM Aaron Rodgers brought him into the team. You're like when will he ever see Randall Cobb? And then big time throws no, from Rodgers like the third quarter got it done. Uh, to answer Kim's question, no, I wouldn't. I've got a whole box of my dad's ashes in my room. So one little football, no, it's fine. Uh, as far as I, I completely missed what you were saying because I was. Oh, I was just saying GM Aaron Rodgers got uh, Randall Cobb back to oh, the yeah, team. Yeah. And we had I, Jordan Love found him the first game. And then like uh, then against the you know uh, last game, I was like, when's Randy, Randy Cobb ever going to show up? And then Rodgers hit him in some timely throws. Yeah, I'm not concerned with Randall Cobb doing anything this year. I've said it over and over again that as long as he's here, Rogers is going to do whatever it takes to get a Super Bowl. He's not going to let Randall Cobb down. Uh so if that's what it takes to ensure that he's playing his best, I'm all for it. Weren't you a little surprised though it took this long for have to have him even like force the ball to Randall Cobb? Like I was expecting it to kind of be how we see with Devonte Adams. Even when other people are sometimes open, he's so fixated on Adams. Well, granted, Adams is the best wide receiver, but I really thought he was going to really force the ball to Cobb in the beginning of the season just to show, like, hey, yeah. this is why we got this guy. So I that was probably the biggest surprise, especially week one. He wasn't even on the field to have that happen. And then second half, we were able to see him get it to him a little bit. What he finished was three catches or something like that. So yep. yeah. finally uh, did something. But, yeah, he's not part of the offense like you thought he would be, which makes me wonder why then – they haven't even put Amari Rodgers in there. You wanted that yeah. slot guy. You have two of them. You're not even really using either. I feel like if they were out in a bar 
maybe Aaron Rodgers would prefer a bar that had wheatgrass. But out at a bar, Rodgers would buy Randall Cobb a round. Therefore, let's do buy a round, boys. Let's start with you, Toddlito. Who are you going to buy a round for? That was uh, hard for me to follow. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> like that, I was like, like, and boom, I was boom, like boom. what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I knew where we were going. I didn't know how we were getting there, but I knew where we were going. Uh, I'm going to buy a round for Eric Stokes this week. Through two weeks, he is grading out as the highest uh, performing rookie cornerback in the league. So shout out to him. Had a couple big pass breakups this week. Uh, looks like he might be earning himself quite a few more snaps. Do you want Kevin King in that slot, though? Eric Stokes should be on the field, but why the fuck are we putting Kevin King in the slot? I think Kevin King was actually the highest rated slot cornerback in the game, aside from Jair. So Shannon Sullivan's just out then, huh? Yeah. I guess it's, yeah, pick your poison at that point. Yep. Um, Jimmy, how about you? Who are you buying around for? Yeah, you mentioned it already with uh, people going out and looking for Aaron Jones' uh, dad's ashes, right? So I went with Brian Ingle, a, a head trainer. I am that – Todd mentioned this. I think it was on brand off topic. One, I don't know, one of the damn shows we do where he said uh, – I, or you said you're, you hate those workers. I was like, that's not my job. I'm not doing it. That is me. So I cannot imagine this guy just going out there at two in the morning in that rain, just being a good human looking for those ashes. Cause if it was me, I, even now as a teacher, I look at the clock and I'm off the clock. See you guys later. I would, I would have been out. So good for him helping Aaron Jones out like that. Yeah, that's a perfect uh, person to buy a shot for, a round for right there, right there. I'm going to go with the head coach, Matt LaFleur. And I know you already kind of brought it up, Jimmy, and alluded to it. The fact that Matt LaFleur had the wherewithal to go up to Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator, and say, hey, dude, it's not working out. You got to start changing some things up. Uh, from Joe Barry giving up, what, 17 points in the first half to Matt LaFleur coming up to him and be like, okay, Here's what you're going to do instead. Then the Packers defense pitching a shutout. I'm going to buy around for Matt LaFleur for uh, knowing the all seer for the, you know, the head coach to say, Hey, don't do that. Look what we can do. And then they pitch a shutout. That's what I'm buying around for. Maybe right, what so happened, maybe what happened was that uh, Joe Barry had accidentally grabbed the sheet. That was like, you know, he had do's and don'ts written down. Yeah. I think he grabbed the don'ts. <laughs> And thought it was the dues and really Maybe the just, rain got on it. Yeah. Smudged it, it up. Yep. Yeah. That's that has to be what happened. Uh, because that was a different a different D coordinator calling the defense in the second half. Do you or think Matt it was Dom? Do you think it was Dom Capers? You know, Dom Capers actually is a consultant for the Lions. Did he sneak over and put a Joe Barry mask on and, and started playing uh calling plays for the Packers? That's a good you point. Know? I'm not I'm not gonna say it didn't happen. At no if, point did I see Joe Barry and Dom Capers in the same room. If Sunday. you're the Lions and you saw every year when Dom Capers was the DC for the Packers, would you really hire him as your consultant for the defense? <laughs> didn't he who was he on before this too? Wasn't he on the Bears or the Vikings before I think he was with the, the Vikings? Lions? Yeah, Vikings, yeah. Because yeah, Penn's with the a... Bears now too. Oh my gosh. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. All right, how about this? Uh, at Lombardi's Bar here, we are have uh, we do have ourselves, you know, some some a warm heart once in a while, and we like to pay some tabs, and we like to make sure that people feel welcome at Lombardi's Bar. That's that's not what the second. Yeah, no, is. we actually are hateful and paying. Unless the your name is Todd or anyone else. Okay, so let me rephrase that then. Fuck everyone else who's coming up here. <laughs> so Todd, who are you going to say fuck you, dude? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin King. I might've been wrong. I tweeted it out. Might've been wrong about Kevin King, uh, making a pro bowl. Uh, my buddy Ed gave me a fantastic <laughs> idea for a meme here. Um, I, yeah, I, th I think I was wrong guys. Kevin King is just not helping my cause at all with that take. I was trying to be optimistic about the guy and he's just sticking it to me. Uh, I love how it only took two regular season games for you to be like, you know what? I was fucking wrong. <laughs> this isn't even going to get close. Look, I didn't say I was wrong. I said I might be. <laughs> I still what, think he's. I still think he's got a chance. What week it, until you say no? This isn't going to happen. Well, when he has was it the first series against the Saints? Yeah. 
No, it wasn't good. Any, Jimmy, who do you got? Uh, pick, uh, <laughs> enough about me. Uh, I went with any receiver or every receiver not named Devontae Adams. Uh, we saw in the first week, the whole offense sucked ass in week one, so it can't even blame the receivers. But this past one, it was literally Devontae Adams with 121 yards, Randall Cobb with 26. Um, so someone has to step up. Alan Lazard was, didn't have any targets or catches this week. Obviously even having targets. MBS was targeted four times and didn't have any catches. Um, just someone has to step up. This is kind of him and him and Rogers just look like they're a step and a half off. Um, he threw a couple deep ones to him that he was open on and just wasn't there. Um, one person though, that did have a catch, one of the wide receivers, uh, Equiminius St. Brown, Jimmy, how did you feel about that catch? It's fucking bullshit. Zero yards, and that still gets you. We Todd and I have a fantasy football league of only practice squad players. And so since EQ went up and he had zero yards, but he still had a fucking catch, he has a point five. He has point point five points. It's bullshit. They only brought him up because he was playing his brother. He's gonna be on the practice squad next week. EQ, what the fuck? Just don't even play. It's three points for me at this point in the season. Yeah, it's crap. As if, if you can't tell, I'm very. It's bullshit. It sucks. I don't know why they brought him up for that. They can shake hands after the game. Just have them. You see the, you see the jersey swap they did. They did the jersey swap, and then it, it is cool for the family. But at the same time, Equiminia St. Brown was the same guy that skipped out of uh, uh, the mini camp. Like he did not show up yeah. to uh, the, the the voluntary workouts. He didn't show up to those. It's like, really? I think he, he knew his time those? was over. He was like, you know what? I'm not making this team. Fuck it. And I don't know. I Again, here he is getting catches in game two. Fuck off, Todd. He, <laughs> they have enough shit of each other's. They didn't need to do a jersey swap. I, just, I'm pretty, I'm butthurt about this. And if just to be clear, if he wasn't on Todd's practice squad, I'd be all for it, saying it's adorable as all can be. But he's on Todd's practice squad, so it's bullshit. They didn't need the, to do it. The worst was the mini panic attack I had because I got a text from Jimmy that just said, "No." <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, what just happened? And I opened it up, and it was the, had the tweet in there that was he got called up. And I was like, for a minute, I thought something bad happened. Like, oh, okay. Gosh. Something did nice. bad happen. I'm further fucking behind. I got to get an ass tattoo. Uh, that's oh. on you. That's... What's? I'm sorry. What's more about this ass tattoo? Loser of the fantasy, practice squad player fantasy league has to get a butt tattoo. What's the, what's the butt tattoo of? <laughs> the other person's name? Yeah. No, but it's but it's the name for the segment, Jizz which, and Jazz, which is Jizz and Jazz, and I am Jizz. That's Jazz over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for my uh, that's I, wow. I got okay. a way around it. I already told Todd I'm gonna get a portrait of his face on my butt, and on his face is gonna be Jizz. So technically, Todd has a butt has the Jizz tattoo. I just have his fate ta- tattooed on my butt. I like that. There's I, a way around everything. I do like. I do like Todd was here. I'll get Todd was here. I'll do that. <laughs> That'd be much easier to convince to a wife to who already does not like my one butt tattoo to be like, hey, by the way, the other cheek's gonna have jizz on it. So no, when you say butt tattoo, like can, can it be a tramp stamp or is that is that lower back then? That's, That's lower, lower back. Learn anatomy. Come on. Well, I I don't know. The the Todd was here as a tramp stamp just sounds so enticing. Like it sounds <laughs> with an arrow. <laughs> Hey, I mean, that's up to you. That's not part of the bet. You could add the arrow if you wanted to. Well, if I'm going to have to get Todd as the tram stuff, I'm adding an arrow. I look like uh, fucking me, Avatar. Uh, for me, uh, I'm buying a round, or I'm sorry, I'm paying the tabs, excuse me, paying the tab for Joe Barry because, listen, Jimmy Leonard was the first choice, right, for Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers. After like four interviews, uh, Jimmy Leonard turned him down and stuck with Wisconsin. And then Joe Barry is here. Joe Barry once went 0-16 with the Detroit Lions. And then with the football team, uh, or I guess then the Washington Redskins, he just was another just terrible, terrible defensive coordinator. What do we know about DCs in Green Bay? The three constants in life are death, taxes, and Packer fans want to fire their DC. Joe Barry already in the long line of guys that should be fired, and it's only week two. This dude, when you need your – good at Matt LaFleur saying it. That's why I bought Matt LaFleur around. But – to be at your first home game at Lambeau for your head coach to be like, you need to change something now. Like this guy's already destined to be canned and let go of a long line of Packers defensive coordinators, i.e. Mike Patton, who was let go. 
Tom Capers. Oh my God. Enough said with a just for men, jet black hair. Ugh, gross. So, <laughs> so Joe Barry, Joe Barry, I am paying the tab for that guy right there. He, he's got to go already. And it's week two, week three. I don't know. Are, are you surprised that it took this short amount of time for everyone to, and it's not even just like some people are saying fire him. It's a not, it's a wide consensus that no one really thinks he's a guy. Are you surprised it's this soon that that's happening? No, I, I figured I figured even before the season started, we get in the hashtag fire Joe Barry. <laughs> it's, Joe, ba- listen, he was the second option. Could you put yourself in the position of Joe Barry? Like Jim Leonard had like insane amount of interviews. I think four or five interviews turned it down, and they're like, "Oh, hey, would you like to be DC?" Like the dude just set up the fail. But at the same time, I don't know, dude. I don't know, Todd. Todd, help him. Be a sacrificial lamb for him or something. I'm working on it. I got I got some things in the works. We'll figure it out. <laughs> or, right. or we won't. Todd's gonna kill him. I already feel it. I'm not All gonna right. kill him. You're not gonna you're not gonna kill him? All right, Nick, what do you say, man? You wanna give a break here? What's going on, guys? It's Fred from the Freezer Podcast. If you guys are spending your Monday nights watching football, you guys can spend your Monday nights before watching football, hanging out with us at the Freezer Podcast. 7 p.m., you don't know what's going to happen. Sanjay might shave his head. You might eat a hot chip. Matt's going to laugh. I can guarantee you that. But make sure you guys spend it with us. Two hard-hitting shows right there. Welcome back to Lombardi's Bar. Man. All right, boys. Um, things I'm excited for, the MVS show. Todd. <laughs> Todd. Jimmy. Todd. Yes. Todd, 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 Todd. MVS, one cool cat, man. We just got to get Aaron Rodgers to make sure we get on the ball more. We're trying. I don't know what else we can do. I, I might tweet it, and obviously Aaron Rodgers will read that, but I don't know what else to do. Do you guys think it's weird that Aaron Rodgers, who never used social media during the season, is now using social media during the season? Honestly, with him, I just don't have any expectations at all, ever. I just, because anything, he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants. So Aaron Rod, like, dude, I don't know. And next week he could be in Miami, or Miami. He could pull a, he could pull like a Dennis Rod and be like, you know what? I got to fix my Zen this week. I'm going to go to Vegas with my fiance. I'm going to go back to Hawaii, hang out for a couple weeks. Don't worry, guys. I'll be back. If that happened, I'd be, oh, okay. That makes sense at this point. So I don't know. Could you imagine if he went back to Hawaii and then just was like, didn't go to practice? It would be, people would be losing their minds. Uh, I think Rogers on the Pat McAfee show, I don't know if he was talking about you, Todd, or maybe it was Jermichael Finley. But he was saying, I can't believe essentially they give these idiots platforms to spew a bunch of bullshit when they don't even know me. Was he talking about you, Todd? Uh, no, I I was actually defending Rodgers on that one. It's been eight years since Jermichael Finley has been a Packer. He's been running his mouth ever since he left. Like, who who's giving him this intel that he supposedly has? Let's go back to 2013. Are you guys the same person you were in 2013? Have you had no personal growth since then <laughs> have, have you not been changed by life experiences since then like this is a guy who took a quarterback that he had eight years ago and is going nah he's still the same guy <laughs> yeah he's an idiot god damn it kim i'm sorry 
I literally just went and clicked on it and saw it. Kim, Kimmy, come on, girl. My God. Kim, Kim coming with the fire. Kim's eyes with the fire. <laughs> uh, in 2013, See, a, lot, a lot changes in eight years. Yeah, yeah. quite a bit, I guess. Jeez. Here's what we're going to do. Let's let's get back excited for something. Matchups we are excited for besides Kim versus chat. Uh, Matchups we're excited for besides Todd versus married women. And Jimmy, I guess, first uh, trying to pick his wife up from the airport. So, Todd, matchup you are excited for is what? Uh, Packers versus the state of California. They did get a win against the 49ers last year. However, it was a decimated roster that the Niners had in that one. Uh, I don't even know if anybody on that offense is still in the league. They're wide receivers. I had never heard of any of them, I don't think. So uh, they were they were bad, but, but the Packers were victorious. Uh, let's see if they can keep that rolling and hopefully get a win against a quality roster in California this year. There's something about California that's just kryptonite for like every Wisconsin sports teams. Sorry, Jimmy, what? No, as I said, the other state that we didn't – Rodgers hasn't done very well in Florida. He was, what, 3-4 and four before going into this game, and then now after losing to the Saints was 3-5. and five, So hopefully you can uh, get rid of one math. of these demons. Did you do but, that math on your own? Uh, honestly, no. I had Des do it, and she put it on a piece of paper. So I just read that off. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that's – High tech stuff. A little advanced for you. Yeah. I was told there'd be no math. So let's just <laughs> be easy tonight. Okay. Some the, the state of California, I I feel like some sports, Wisconsin sports entities would wish that fault line would just kind of break off. And then the state would just kind of slide into the ocean there. Oh, I've look prayed at, for it every night. Look at Iowa Joe actually bringing some insightfulness to this. Oh, King versus Kittle. Just reading those words put together just makes me so nervous. <laughs> Oh God, Kevin King. So Jimmy, uh, matchups you are excited for. Uh, I take it it's not King versus Kittle, yeah? No, God, no. Uh, honestly, it's it's not even excited for. I just need to fucking see it. It's the defense do something like something to where you're like, you know what? We do have talent on this defense. They are uh, last place for sacks this year with only one. Uh, they for pressures they only have fourteen, which is tied for third worst. Uh, the defensive line, I know Zadarius is out, but you still have Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark. Uh, you still have Preston Smith, who is on that incentive-based contract. Like, let's just do something. Please, pre- like, we face two quarterbacks this year where when you pressure them, they make horrible decisions. Couldn't pressure Jameis Winston. Couldn't pressure Jared Goff. He had a fumble because he messed up the snap. He had another fumble because he the ball was wet. Like, besides that, the defensive line has done nothing. I know we had that pressure that led to the interception, but even uh, that, that who was called that. Who yeah, called that? That was me. That yeah, was me. I pooped and then he was able to do it. Yeah. Third um, quarter, Jonathan Garvin jogged in the locker room by himself, came jogging back out by himself about the amount of time it would take to take a poop. When he got out on the field, I said, you watch this. He just took a poop. He's going to do something on this play. Had the pressure, forced to pick. Yeah. So Lams. every player just needs to take laxatives and our defense will be so good. Light on his feet. Light on his feet, baby. All right, so for me, a matchup I'm excited for. This one might make people raise a little eyebrow, but I like when people – I don't know. It's hard to say this right now. I have Kevin King versus the world. It is Kevin King versus literally the world. I don't even know if his own mom likes him right now. It's uh, it's. His, I still believe in him. I still believe in him, damn it. No, you do not. Are you his mom, Todd? Are you his mom, Todd? I guess it is 2021 and anything's possible. It's possible. Yeah, I don't I don't know at this point. So Kevin King versus the world for me. I just, like, is there the only person I think that likes him would be, I guess, Brian Gutekunst for some reason gave him a contract to come back after what we saw against the, the Buccaneers. Sorry to bring this up. The NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. Like, who would bring him back after what we saw? So Kevin King, with his, literally him against the world, everyone against him, use it for some kind of motivation to stop the Niners from scoring. I saw Iowa Joe in the chat with King versus Kittle. Use the motivation as the whole world hates you to do something good and just 
Be good. So I'm trying to say is be good. That hasn't worked the first two weeks of the season. He's going to have a pick this week. No, he's not. He's going to have a pick. Someone's got to support him. I'm glad Todd does. Glad I, I'm glad you do, Todd. I like that. You know, I'm always an optimist. You know that. No, you're not. Shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Todd, when it comes to a survivor pool, the weekly game picks, are you a survivor in that? Uh, I am not, but let's get to to Matt's question first. Jimmy, why don't you tell the world about that current butt tattoo? Yes, I am an asthmatic human. Uh, So I have a picture of my inhaler, and it says, ain't easy being wheezy on my butt cheek. (laughs) So that is my butt tattoo, Matt. You could have a Wheezy F Baby, Lil Wayne. Wheezy F Baby by it. He was at Lambo. Did you see Wayne? Yeah, rocking that tie-dye Packer shirt. That was nice. I love that shirt. I wanted that shirt. Yeah. Yeah, he stopped by and said happy birthday to me. No big deal, whatever. Um, <laughs> That's why he was there. Did yep. you tell him your birthday was the day before? He already knew it. Oh. He said happy belated. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into the survivor pool real quick. Dan, Jimmy, and GH, whoever that is, good work, GH, uh, are the three left. GH already has their pick in for the week. Dan told me he's going with the Steelers. This week, Jimmy, who are are you going with? Who are the Steelers Steelers play? Dolphins? Look, I'm not involved in this anymore, so do Uh, your own homework, dude. Uh, I picked the Ravens over the team that they're playing. I picked the Ravens on this one. Uh, I I know they're playing some shit-ass team. I can't remember who it was, but I already picked the Ravens. Uh, Coming off that high of beating the Chiefs, I just think they're going to keep rolling, even though they're on their four-string running back. Lions. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Ravens for sure. There's okay. no chance the Lions win that. All right, so boys, is that Survivor Pool then? Is are you guys all locked in, ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm just a spectator at this point. Yeah, Todd lost week one. <laughs> Todd, you are not a survivor. Destiny's Child would be disappointed in you. So, drunk tweet of the week. Let's get to the drunk tweet of the week. Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio says, and I quote, the NFL has, quote, no immediate plans to modify enforcement of the taunting rule, and that's a good thing. Time to duck and cover. Yes, Mike Florio, to duck and cover, because if I was near you, I'd be throwing tomatoes, potatoes, rocks, and be booing you. What is wrong with taunting in the NFL? Boo, Mike Florio, boo. It doesn't make sense. What Pac McAfee was saying before, like these people are literally risking, like any day they could have a serious injury that shuts down their whole career, or they can make a huge play that makes them millions of dollars that takes care of them and their entire family. But God forbid they show any excitement or talk any shit to opposing team that is also, you know, trying to knock their fucking head off. Like, yeah, be dull. So it was... Uh, I unfortunately went ahead and clicked on that article and read it. Um, and it's not that they can't celebrate. It's that they don't want them celebrating in front of other people's faces. Um, because it could lead to a fight down the road and retaliation. Because as we know, the NFL prior to these taunting rules being enforced so heavily was nothing but uh mayhem and fisticuffs nonstop constant brouhaha's and <laughs> and never brouhaha's just they were there were talks of of just getting an octagon at the 50 yard line <laughs> to put these guys in uh because of all of the fights so it, it's stupid remember when they would find Chad Johnson Chad Ochocinco and he had this, like some of the greatest celebrations ever remember maybe it was was it him that had the cell phone hidden under the field goal post? And he went. Uh, no, Horn, that was Joe Horn. Yeah, yeah. Joe Horn. Uh, Ocho Cinco with the dancing. Joe Horn with the cell phone. Uh, can we bring those back? Like, if we're not going to taunt in front of people's faces, faces, can we bring back props then? I would yeah. love to see props brought back into play then. Yeah, Ocho Cinco with ones. the with the putting. Using oh, the pile yeah. On the putt, that was yeah. so good. I like the uh, marker when T.O. took that out and signed the ball. That was a good one, too. That was a really good one. What about, uh, Todd, the closest they came to an octagon in the NFL was when T.O. was on the Dallas Cowboys star, and he went like this and then got just obliterated by, I forget the player, but someone just George T., former Packer. Yeah, there it is. 
that was the closest they've ever been to an octagon. It's just a star. <laughs> a star gun. <laughs> How long until Logan Paul tries to fight T.O.? I'm sure they already talked about it. I, say, I think it's in the works. <laughs> I think they're already. I think they're already doing it. Uh, all right, boys. Speaking of like some bets, how about this? I have uh, following. Is this a good thing? Following in Dan's footsteps? No, oh, hmm. God, no. Well, I guess I'm a degenerate gambler like he is. I have some bar bets for you, boys. If you want to get down to some bar bets, I have an over under. So NBC taking the game. Sunday night, you're going to get Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Uh, Chris Collinsworth, known for saying one phrase and one phrase only. Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Four and a half times, Chris Collinsworth saying, here's a guy. Todd, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go over five Bakhtiaris, obviously. Uh, my buddy at the Kevin King Pro Bowl meme actually was generated through an idea from my buddy ed who i woke up to this the other day <laughs> uh one to four bakhtiaris todd completely missing that we're going five on there shout out to ed for that one like you said Ebo, that's all he's known for and he's gonna have to talk for three and a half hours without saying that more than four and a half times not a chance but he also knows that he says it a lot now like he's cognizant of the fact so i don't know what do you think jimmy yeah, I'm going with Todd. I honestly would not be surprised if he's over four and a half by the, the end of the first half. Uh, <laughs> like, I uh, I don't know. I, I just don't. If he, if Elton Jenkins does play this game, I guarantee he says about Elton Jenkins at least three times. Just now, how here's a guy. He yeah. Now, here's, here's a guy, a guy that only came injury in practice to come back. Yeah. All right, boys. Over. The next bet. So Aaron Rodgers, pretty surgical. He had that one big bomb to Devontae Adams. It was a 50-yarder today uh, in that game against the Lions. Aaron Rodgers over under passing yards against the San Francisco 49ers. We know the Packers don't do well in California. Rodgers might have the ghost of his parents chasing him around. Well, they're still alive. The spirit of his parents chasing him around that he's in Cali. Maybe they're like, you know, over his shoulder. He doesn't know. Aaron Rodgers over under passing yards, 276 and a half. What do you do? Jimmy, I'm up quiz hot shot. There's a bomb on the bus. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go over on this one. I think MVS is due for a big gain, uh, a bomb down the field. And I think Devontae's kind of getting his rhythm. Now he had a quiet week, one 121 yards last week. I think they continue that. Uh, I'm going to go over three box yards. Wow, all the confidence. Five box yards over. Uh, they started getting the screen game, the tight end screen game going with Tanya, and I can see that working out uh, really well for the Packers in this one to throw off some of the pressures. Um, like you said, getting Adams coming around, MVS is due, Lazard's due. There's just a, a lot of guys that are are due to catch some balls and, and have a big week, so I think they can figure it out out there. Okay. Yeah. And then finally, now these are competing companies, NBC – Obviously having the game, ESPN, a competing company, ESPN did air and has the rights to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen's The Last Dance. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, known many times leading up to this season, saying it was their last dance. Over, under, during the broadcast with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, I put it at a half just because competing networks will the last dance be brought up over under half a time. So either once or nothing, you win, depending on where you go. I'm going to go five Bakhtiari's over. Um, they are competing networks. However, that's the storyline uh, of the offseason for this team. It's the first time that Al Michaels and Collinsworth will have had a chance to discuss uh, the offseason during a game. I'm going to say over. Yeah, they'll bring it up. Yeah, I'm following suit 100%. This is going to be over. I don't see how they – like Todd said, it's a storyline. It's the first chance to be able to talk about it. Um, I think that will be done on the first offensive series. Man, I don't know. I, I think so too. I'm right there with you. But how annoying is the last dance thing? No offense to Rodgers 
and Devontae, but isn't that like a Steve Nash, Amari Sotomayor situation, or maybe a Carl Malone, John Stockton situation? Don't you have to have, and only Rodgers has the ring, more than one ring to be considered Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen? Yes. They are a Kyrie Irving, LeBron James situation right now. Oh. They win I, one, and then hopefully they nothing, win one. But I had nothing to do. They weren't talking about this year. They, it was just a coincidental thing that happened. Well, isn't, that, isn't Devontae your cousin? Don't you get, like, insight in this? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It had nothing to do with that. <laughs> They're both going to be back next year. It's not a big deal. Who are, Todd, who are you in this last dance scenario? Are, are, are you, like, the – Kind of like the usher guy in the locker room was throwing dice with the the yeah the curly hair. I'm the cameraman that Rodman kicked, <laughs> and the nuts. <laughs> then I'm then I'm Rodman. I want to be him. Then if I get to kick you in the nuts, Jimmy, shut yeah, up. Hell yeah. Uh, boys, is there anything else I'm missing before you know we send us off at Lombardi's Bar? Besides, you know, talking about our tech ventures, is there anything else I'm missing uh, before you know? Uh, I guess we get kind of ready for what Packers versus Niners. No, man. I think you did a great job. Dan's uh, Dan definitely should pack up his stuff next time. Next time he's at the bar. I uh, didn't get anything in my tip jar, so I'm a little. Oh, you won't. Yeah, no, that's <clears throat> that's the other patron's job. That's yeah. not our. That's don't not ex- us. Don't expect it. Um, and can I just ask when did Lombardi's bar move to the Wilderness Resort, Todd? Uh, last week was our first official week here at the wilderness resort. So beautiful. It's fantastic. We love it. Uh, hanging out here at survivor shout out to the wilderness resort, uh, for the sponsorship and getting me some sweet digs like this. (laughs) And I want to give a shout out again to the goal uh, for our tech ventures, the goal of our tech ventures collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies since 2020, our tech ventures helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact in industries, communities, and beyond. Visit our tech ventures, R-T-E-C, ventures.com for more information. Boys, it was a blast. Um, I only had one beer, though, as a bartender. I feel like I should probably go get some more and got to kick you out, though. It's pretty messed up, dude. Thank That's you, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Anything Thanks else, for- boys? Like Anything no, else you I, want from me? I, no. think, I think we're good. Uh, yeah. Everybody just make sure you give us a follow. Uh, at Ebo says at the Todd V don't even worry about Jimmy. Um, follow game on Wisconsin, go to the YouTube, all the socials, find them there and, uh, make sure you like subscribe, all that other good shit. I did just get my tip. Uh, Jacob says, don't eat yellow snow. Thank you, Jacob. And I have one for you. Don't take any wooden nickels boys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So I don't even know what that means. My, I just remember my granddad saying that boys, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. I love it. Go pack. Go. And anytime you want me to, uh, Kick Dan out if he's not fired or not. I would glad to step in because Dan, subpar bartender. Mm-mm. Agreed. <laughs> the worst. Awesome. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Evo.